the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Construction, 405-573-3048. Oh, it feels so good to be back talking OU softball. Did anyone miss me? Anyone miss me this offseason? Well, regardless if you missed it or not, uh, we're ready to go. Getting ready to go is 97 days. We're 97 days away from first pitch. And, hey, you're still kind of – you know, living off the uh, living from the championship year last season, but this year's team—I don't think I have to tell anybody. This year's team looking uh, really, really good after what we saw this fall. A lot of excitement to talk about throughout the next several episodes, throughout the next 97 days, really, as we uh, look forward to this OU softball season. Where, yeah, I think they'll probably be the preseason number one team again, and probably be picked to uh, win the national championship again, which. The schedule for the 2023 season has been released. Uh, we'll run that down later on in the episode. But I've got a take that is about a month old, actually probably a little over a month old, but something that really stuck with me during the OU Texas weekend in Dallas. And no, I promise I'm not going to make any of you relive that awful day in the Cotton Bowl where OU lost 49-0 to the Longhorns. But I noticed something very interesting that weekend. Uh, with OU softball. And any of you that's ever, you know, gone down to Dallas for the OU Texas game will understand, like, that is the, I mean, that is the weekend in the regular season for OU football. I mean, everyone wears their OU colors down on Friday on their drive to Dallas. You got your, uh, maybe you got an OU football jersey, maybe you got a Baker Mayfield jersey that you wear. Regardless, like, most of the t-shirts say what across? OU football. Because that's who's playing on Saturday against their biggest rival. It's almost always um, the biggest game of the year. I saw so many OU softball t-shirts the Friday night before OU Texas. And a lot of them, you know, were saying national championship shirts, battle shirts, Jocelyn Allo t-shirt jerseys, which I call those jerseys, t-shirt jerseys. I've never been to Dallas for an OU Texas game and have seen so many t-shirts for a non-football team on the Friday and Saturday of that weekend. They were everywhere. Friday walking around, and I'm seeing OU softball t-shirts everywhere. I'm not telling you that there were more people wearing OU softball t-shirts than there were OU football t-shirts. That certainly was not the case, but it was very noticeable, and I made several comments to people saying, Dang, are you noticing how many people are supporting Patty Gasso's program on the Friday night of OU Texas? There's a lot to be proud of, so it's to be understood. But it was just surprising and really, really cool um, to see the momentum, just the continued momentum that this program has even during football season. So so what does that mean? Like, What, what is seeing that much OU softball apparel, what, what does that mean? Well, I have a guess, and... My guess is that it's just another sign of how much momentum this program has right now. You know, it would be different if softball season coincided with football season, if they were at the same time. But it doesn't, I mean, at all. And I understand that fall ball was going on during that time, and the battle series was going on, which was awesome, sold out, ESPN Plus, so cool. Um, but softball has this level of momentum that's unmatched. And if you've been listening to this podcast, going all the way back to last year, momentum 
with the sport and this program is something that I talk about quite a bit. And you can just feel it. You can just feel it. And just when I think that it's at its peak, that the momentum for this program can't get any higher, you see a bunch of OU softball t-shirts Friday night of OU Texas. I, it, it, it's just really, really cool. And, you know, this is nothing new. Like I said, it's nothing new. But it just feel like it's at an even new level than previous years. But, you know, hey, regardless if I'm right, um, it's just really cool to see this program be such a high priority for the OU fan base. And that's what it is right now. It's a very high pri- priority um, for so many for so many OU fans. Heck, our buddy uh, Terry Price, who does the stat of the week, you know, I watched the OU-Iowa State game, the football game with him last weekend. He and his lovely wife, Miss Softball Home Run Tracker, who I'm now going to refer to her as, they're moving to Norman. Uh, they're, they're, they're trying to move to Norman. And I asked Terry's wife, I said, I mean, is Terry making you move to Norman? So he can catch more OU softball games. She laughed and said, well, that is a pretty big draw for him. So you got people like our buddy Terry who may not be moving to Norman specifically to catch more OU softball games, but it's like an added benefit. Like That's how much people care about the OU softball program, and it's really, really neat. By the way, speaking of Terry Price, I'll throw this in here, uh, Friday before the OU Baylor game. If uh, you're going to the game tomorrow and you want a couple of champion tailgate passes, I have two, courtesy of Terry. So if you're listening to this on Friday afternoon, Friday night, or you're listening to this on Saturday morning and you want a couple passes to go to the champion's tailgate, they're yours. Tweet me, uh, at Tyler underscore McComas, DM me, uh, whatever, and I'm going to hook you up with those uh, passes courtesy of one Terry Price. As, As long as I still have them, um, the first people that come at me are going to get them. So so as soon as you hear this and, and you want to go to that champion's tailgate, let me know. Again, that's Tyler underscore McComas on Twitter, M-C-C-O-M-A-S. But back back to the you know, the point of all the momentum this program has. I mean, it's it's certainly warranted, right? I mean, they, they deserve it. If anyone on campus deserves this much attention, it's definitely the softball program. It's really fun to see people – you know, pack Marita Hines Field for an intra-squad scrimmage and to see people huddled around ESPN Plus on a Tuesday night watching a game. I did that. I'm sure that you did that as well. So that's kind of been my takeaway this fall is, you know, other than the fact that they're going to be really good again, the momentum just continues to grow and it's it's not slowing down anytime soon. I takeaways from the fall of the actual team, I don't think I need to tell any of you uh, any of you this that uh, this, but they 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 can hit. This team can really, really hit, and we know that they're going to be able to pitch. Um, you're going to have Jordy there, Starocco, of course. That's a solid, solid one-two in the circle, but they're just—they're going to hit it. I mean, they—they they really are. Um, the transfers, the players that are back. This will be one of the most feared lineups in all of college softball again. And my guess would be that they probably lead the nation in home runs again this year. I think that they have a great chance of that. And, you know, the the, the biggest X factor for this team and it, definitely a reason why they were able to win a national championship is defensively. Grace, Jada, Brito, this team uh, has the chance to accomplish as much as last year's team did. And I, I don't think that that's crazy to say. I'm not saying that this year's team – is already in the conversation of being as good as last year's team. No way. We are several months out from even dipping our toe into the conversation. 
But what did last year's team accomplish? Well, they won the conference, made it to Oklahoma City, and they won another national championship. And as it sits today, this team has a long ways to go. Patty Gasso would be the first to tell you that. But how this team currently looks, I think that they can accomplish all of those things that the previous team accomplished. So another exciting season is on the horizon for OU softball. want to tell you about our title sponsor, Cavens Construction. They're awesome. They're like the uh, OG supporter of the Diamond Envy podcast, which we really appreciate, and they can do anything for you. Construction, roofing, maintenance, environmental. If you go to cavensconstruction.com, you're going to see Gary Cavens at the front. Like Every major project that's happened in Norman recently – Cavens and the team, they are a part of it. So they are very much Norman. They are very much a part of the community. 405-651-3439 is how they can help you. Uh, 24-7, 365 emergency services. Th- this is probably the thing, most of all, that can help you out there. But if you've got a 24-7 uh, emergency at your home or your office building, Cavens, they they are the place to go. 405-651-3439. Tell those guys, hey, you're awesome. You're endorsed every single episode on the Diamond Envy podcast. And uh, tell them that maybe we said thanks for their continued support of things. So 97 days away from first pitch. I am uh, counting down the days until we get to see this team for the first time in action. And the schedule was released earlier this week. And you look up and down that schedule and you say, dang, they are not messing around this year especially in the non-con. And I love it. I I think it's absolutely fantastic. You are the big-name program in the sport. There's a lot of big names in the sport of college softball, but OU is the big name. And to see them play so many high-level opponents, I think it's great overall for the sport. I think it's awesome that OU and UCLA are going to play another game this year. I think it's great that OU is going to host – an SEC team and our SEC program to the caliber of Kentucky. You're going to play A&M. You're going to play Utah. You're going to play the the Big 12 schedule, of course. You're going to play Washington early on in the year. I, I, I love it, and I know that Patty loves it too, just to get the challenge, just to see what her team is made of early in the season against some of the best opponents in college softball. I, uh, I, I think it's really, really cool. But does anyone care to go game by game for the 2023 schedule? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 97 days away from first pitch. I think you're allowed to go game by game. I can't wait. I can't wait for the start of the season. I'm, I'm, I'm at you. I'm, I'm raring to go. Let's go. Let's get softball season here. Might as well start with the Mark Campbell Invitational to start the year. Uh, a game against Duke, that's a win. A game against Liberty, that's a win. Uh, a game against Stanford, I'll give that a win. And then, oh, you face off against Heather Tarr's program February 11th on a Saturday, 8-15. That's going to be a late one for a lot of us here in Norman and the Oklahoma City. And all, just OU fans scattered everywhere that listen to this. 8 p.m. Central, 8-15 Central time start. Washington win over Heather Tarr's team. San Jose State at home. I say that's a win. Perfect 5-0 start to the season at the, uh, at the uh, uh, Mark Campbell Invitational at Bill Barber Ballpark. The Getterman Classic in Waco, Texas, Longwood, win. Stephen Austin, win. Army, win. Baylor, win. 
This team is 9-0 and to start the year. I think you can kind of get where I'm going, going game by game with this season. The Mary Nutter Classic may be the most high-profile uh, uh, non-conference tournaments of the year. Cal State Fullerton win. A&M win. Utah win. Loyola Marymount win. UCLA, 11.30 a.m. on a Sunday. Oh, that's a win. Let's go. Then you go to the OU tournament. Kentucky twice win. Illinois, Chicago twice win. Um, I, 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 uh, I, I don't see a loss yet, I don't, uh, unless someone else sees one. But I think you go to the Bulldog Invitational in Starkville, Mississippi, undefeated. That's when you beat St. Louis, Mississippi State twice, and Omaha before returning home. Oh, you get Florida State in Norman March 14th on a Tuesday at 6 p.m. You think that place will be packed? Are you kidding me with what Florida State's been able to accomplish winning a national championship a few years ago? That is, in terms of any non-conference game, many, maybe any home game that's being played this year, OU Florida State on a midweek Tuesday night, that is big time. But guess what's going to happen? Yeah, that's right. OU's going to win that game against Florida State. And then they're going to play in Oklahoma City at the Omni Hall of Fame Classic. Weber State win. Northwestern, who you saw last year in the Women's College World Series, win. Auburn, uh, back-to-back games on a Saturday and Sunday, yeah, that's a win. Uh, And then you go to conference play. Conference play undefeated, which, by the way, I know I said it to lead things off, but in the non-con, that is crazy. Auburn, Northwestern, Florida State. Like, forget about the entire uh, non-conference portion of the schedule that does include UCLA and Washington. OU literally plays the who's who. But listen to how they close out non-conference play. Florida State, Northwestern, Auburn, and then Auburn again. Those are four of your five final non-conference games. Yeah, this team will be raring to go by the time Big 12 play rolls around. You open up on the road at Ames, Iowa. That's a 3-0 sweep. You get uh, Texas at home at Marita Hines Field. That's going to be... a, a rematch of the national championship series last year. And remember when Texas beat you in Austin and they celebrated like they had just won the national championship? Yeah, no one's forgotten about that. That's a three-game sweep. Uh, Tech at home, that's a three-game sweep. LSU, there is another high-profile non-conference game April 11th on a Tuesday in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's a win. And then you go the Miami of Ohio tournament. Oakland, Louisville, Miami of Ohio. I think you beat all three of those teams. Baylor and Waco's a sweep. Wichita State on the road's a win. Tulsa on the road's at a win. Though They're a pesky little crew. At least they have been for the past several years. KU at home's a win. OSU uh, to end the season in Stillwater. That's a three-game sweep of Kenny Gajewski's crew. I mean, come on. So no, no homer takes here whatsoever on the Diamond Envy podcast. But I just roll through the entire schedule, and I see an undefeated season. (laughs) Where am I wrong there? Of course they're going to win all their games in probably the most difficult schedule that OU's had in quite some time. Kidding. I, you know, I I, clearly I think OU's going to have a a really, really good schedule. But this might be, top to bottom, the toughest schedule that OU's had in quite some time, at least in the non-conference. Like, we'll see how the rest of the Big 12 shakes out. We'll see how Oklahoma State kind of responds after losing several key players. We'll see how Texas responds. They had that magical run last year. They've definitely got some players to replace. We'll see if they're able to do that or not. That non-con schedule, unless anyone can remember 
um, another season where it's been more difficult than that. Just the name brand teams. And even a program like Northwestern that's on the rise, you get to play them at Hall of Fame Stadium where you beat them a year ago. That that schedule is just um, – it's nuts. It's crazy, and uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I can't wait. You know who would probably agree with me that OU is going uh, undefeated this year, just not going to lose a game and win another national championship? How about Dr. Amanda Sadler at the In Motion Clinic in Norman? If you want to feel better, have more energy, and optimize your health and wellness, Dr. Amanda Sadler at the In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with you to bridge the gap between fitness and functional medicine. For more information, call 405-515-4040. That's 405-515-4040. In motion, because what moves you moves us. Let's hear a little from uh, Dr. Amanda Sadler on what is functional sports medicine? That's a great question. So functional sports medicine is a new type of medicine. Um, And so I think to really understand it, we have to look at the two separately and then how they come together. So functional medicine is just a different way of looking at medicine where we get to the root cause of disease. So rather than just treating symptoms, we try to find out what's actually causing your symptoms. And um, it really helps to optimize performance when it comes to an athlete. I'll get to that here in a moment. And when we look at functional medicine, we also um, look at what are called dysfunctions. And that's kind of this in-between state between actual disease and health. And so a lot of times patients or athletes will have symptoms and they're not really a disease. And so they don't kind of get answers or a diagnosis and aren't sure what to do. And then sports medicine, um, I'm primary care sports medicine. So it's basically just any non-operative orthopedic care. And so includes injections, ultrasounds, um, exercise programs for coming back from injuries, stress fractures, sports nutrition is also grouped in there. And so when the two come together, um, it's really just um, optimizing performance by looking for root causes or things that are blocking performance. So if athletes sometimes will even have vague symptoms, um, they are just feeling off. Um, that's very hard to just be like, oh, well, here's what's wrong with you. Um, And so I I like to dig deeper um, and it takes an extensive history. Usually first visit with a patient that's going through the full functional medicine models about 90 minutes. So much longer than your typical visit with a physician. And so digging deep, finding um, those causes and then addressing them. And the thing too, athletes always want a, a quick answer and to get out there as quickly as they can. But sometimes this medicine takes time. um, But that doesn't mean that I'm going to prevent you from playing or getting out there and doing what you love. Um, So at the end of the day, I want I want athletes to not only work hard and train hard, but also do it in a very smart way so that they can maximize their performance and also their life. Appreciate that, Dr. Amanda Sadler. She did not say there that she agrees with my uh, undefeated season prediction, Big 12 and national champions. But come on, we we know Dr. Amanda Sadler probably agrees with that. Uh, appreciate her so her longtime support of the Diamond Envy podcast, and appreciate uh, everyone else's longtime support of the Diamond Envy podcast. Thank you for you know coming up to me during football weekends and saying, uh, "Hey, when you get the podcast going back on, let's go! Come on!" Hey, or hey, I love the podcast. That's 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 awesome. Thank you to uh, everyone that's been a big supporter of this and. Hopefully you'll stick around for what I think is going to be another really, really fun year. But that's just my prediction. I love other predictions, fan predictions 
on what's going to happen this year. And I know it's 97 days out. So We've got a long way to go here. But just how, how are you overall feeling about this upcoming softball season? How, how do you currently feel about the softball program as a whole? I'd love to include your comments on next week's Diamond Envy episode. So again, Tyler underscore McComas on Twitter, M-C-C-O-M-A-S, or just email me, TylerMcComas08 at Yahoo.com. Just would, uh, I, I love your opinions. Want your opinions and I, I think it's good to kind of f- hear, feel how multiple people are uh, thinking about this current uh, this current season. But think they're going to hit? Think they're going to be able to pitch? Think that they're going to be able to uh, play great defense once again? If Brito's at third, yeah, I think she'll be fine. If she's in the outfield, sure, yes. But defensively, this team will be really good. Going to be a really, really fun year. And it's going to be a really fun year again doing this podcast just like it was last season. And we'll have our you know, our uh, cast of characters be joining us just as they were last year. Going to be pretty cool. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Diamond Envy podcast. As always, appreciate Caven's construction. Appreciate Dr. Amanda Sadler. We'll see you next week right here. I'm your host, Tyler McComas, Diamond Envy podcast. Right foot, I am number one.